Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With Mark Saxon, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Alex Ferrario will be back in with us coming up on Monday. He's enjoying his new year to himself. I get it. He didn't want to be around me one more time. Totally understand. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line right now, though. One of his partners in crime during the blue season is Chris Kerber. He is the voice of the blues. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Kerber. Always appreciate his time. Kerbs, how you doing today, man? Brandon and Mark, I'm doing great. How are you guys today? Doing very well. So let's start out with what was the news of the week, Curbs, and that the Blues have, it's not official yet, but the ex- expectation is they will sign officially Mike Hoffman to be a part of this. What does he do for the Blues going into this year? And then more specifically, I, I wanted to ask you about the power play because, man, thinking about that unit with him on it is really excited to dream about. Well, he... Yeah, he basically, he's an insurance policy if Vladimir Tarasenko cannot return to form quickly enough, and he's much-needed depth if Vladimir Tarasenko can return to form. And on top of that, I, I, he puts, he, he, he creates competition for ice time, competition for playing time. Uh, it, it puts some pressure on Robert Thomas, on Zach Sanford, on Sammy Blay, on Jordan Cairo. To, to come in ready to go and prepared to fight for that ice time. And, uh, and then if everything shakes out, Brandon, and the Blues stay healthy throughout this, you know, tight season of playing every other day except for just a couple of stretches of days off, you're looking at a scenario where you've got as good of depth as anybody in the National Hockey League, in my opinion, top to bottom. So I, um, I love this signing on so many fronts. And Doug Armstrong, once again, he, he put himself in position to be ready if the opportunity was there. And the unfortunate thing is it's because of Alexander Steen's career-ending injury um, that this happens. But Doug Armstrong was ready to jump when it did. And, my goodness, I think this is a fantastic signing. Hey, Chris, i got to ask you about this was, you know, kind of the lead story in the local uh, sports section today. And I guess uh, uh, Tarasenko did have some critical comments about not being named a captain, and I, I think it sounded like he and his agent gave some uh, quotes to some Russian reporters. Do you think that'll be a problem at all? Just it, it, Do you see him as a personality who could be difficult in the locker room if he's upset about something, or do you even think it's to that extent where it, it would be an issue? Yeah, you know, I haven't seen those comments yet, Mark, but— okay. Uh, but but I, but I but I heard about him. Okay, I haven't mm-hmm. I haven't read him myself, but but I heard about him today. Um, I, I'll tell you, 
It's an interesting. It's an interesting scenario. Like even if you didn't give it to Ryan O'Reilly, I'm thinking the next in line, honestly, are Braden Shen and and Colton Pareko. And um, I, I would I would take it this way. I guess if you look at it from a positive standpoint, it shows you where Vladimir Tarasenko wants to be mm-hmm. on this team. And and I and I think that's that's a real positive. <clears throat> um, but but I, I just think that look. Vladimir is is very much about his teammates. He's a he's a guy that doesn't like to talk about himself. When you ask him questions about that, he, he likes to defer to teammates. You know, at the same time, like most very high end talented guys, you know, sometimes the, the body language isn't great. Sometimes mm-hmm. his frustration with his teammates on the bench is very clear and obvious. Um, you know, uh, when he comes to the bench, and and I think. And and I don't I don't necessarily think that's always a bad thing to be honest with you, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but he wears that emotion that way. I think coming off of essentially not playing hockey for over a year except for a handful of games, um, I, I I think his focus solely on getting yourself better and playing on this team. What makes Ryan O'Reilly the right choice for me right now is I think better than almost anybody in that locker room. I think he shows he's got the ability to compartmentalize. If the team loses three or four games in a row in this shortened season, the pressure is going to mount. You know, and that's when your captain has to stand in front and answer the tough questions for a while so your teammates don't have to do it. And, and Ryan O'Reilly, I think, is the guy to do that. So um, if, he is, if Vladimir is disappointed, I think it's, it's understandable. I think that's something as a Blues fan you should say, great. Uh, I mean, you, you want to know that he wants to be that part of a team. Um, if it becomes a bigger problem than that, I, I have little doubt in my mind this coaching staff and how it's make of a find a way to put that in check real quick. Got it. We're talking to Chris Kerber, voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN. All right, Kerbs, we've talked all off season about all of the additions, subtractions, everything that could possibly be going on. We are officially, we are just days at this point away from the blues starting up their training camp. So let's start projecting forward a little bit. What do you think the blues learned from the restart last year? Because it's, it's not the same situation, but similar situation, especially going into training camp. What did they learn from that experience that they can implement going into this upcoming year that you think could potentially help them? Brandon, I think the most important lesson to have learned out of that is how ready they need to be to play. So you're gonna, they're going to hit the ice next Monday, and then they're going to play their first game, which counts towards a playoff uh, position. On the 13th of January, you're playing your first two games on the road at the Tin Can in Colorado. Um, so, you know, I'm telling you, it, with no preseason games and only two weeks with the coaches, they're going to have to be ready. If there's any one lesson to me that was learned, it's how you need to be ready right off the bat. And we saw in August the teams that were. Uh, I think the fact that the Blues had many more guys in town earlier, guys skating together more, something Craig Berube said he wanted to see has happened, I think that's going to be huge. But if you come out of this, you, you start the season thinking we've got time and we can build towards something, yeah, you're going to have to build your game a little bit. But if you're not sharp and ready to go, you could find yourself in a skid to start the season, and that will put a lot of pressure on you early. So to me, being ready to go – Sharp mentally and sharp physically is the ultimate thing I think they had to learn through uh, through that restart back in August. 
Uh, if you look league-wide, Chris, what, what kind of play do you expect early? We saw in the NBA where a lot of the superstars sort of just sat out the, the preseason. With the incredibly short offseason, do you think that the, the quality of play, if guys are a little sore or haven't quite recovered, do you think it'll be a little bit raggedy early on? Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's going to be a little sloppy. Um, I, I think the intensity is going to be there because everybody knows what's at stake. But I do think you're going to see some sloppier, more scrambly kind of games at the beginning. So whether that becomes just something of nightmares for goaltenders, <laughs> because maybe there's some five, four, six, three kind of games, that's possible. Um, but I do expect them to get to form pretty quickly. But yeah, I, I think fully it, it'll probably be a little bit sloppy. The other thing that'll really keep an eye on is how these teams set their roster and who's on the taxi squad, because if you look at that schedule, the the Blues play literally every other day for about the first month and month and a half. Then there's a two-day break. Now, a little bit later on in March, over a three-week period, there's two stretches of four days that they'll have off. But they're going to be playing such a a playoff-type schedule of every other day that the lineup decisions of keeping guys healthy, this is assuming no COVID incidents happen, right? The lineup decisions in keeping them healthy is going to play a role in this too. So, um, while I think there will be, to your point, Mark, and it's a great point that, that there's going to be some growth period of just getting your body ready to go, the intensity is still going to be there because of what is going to be at stake. I mean, you open the season with two games in Colorado. That's that's back-to-back four-point games, essentially, the way to look at it. It's, it's, it's going to be intense. Final question for Chris Kerber, Voice of the Blues, here on 101 ESPN. <laughs> Kerbs, when you look at the start times, I know that was – um, the, the subject of a lot of frustration for Blues fans whenever it was announced that St. Louis was going to be playing in this, I am going to call it the Pacific Division this upcoming season. Uh, you're broadcasting these games. What are your thoughts on the start times going into this year? Brandon, I got to tell you. So I, I saw, you know, when, when it was announced yesterday that the Blues will open up as the third game of that double of that triple header on opening night. I thought, you know, it, it, it speaks volumes once again to where the Blues sit in the mind of the NHL and on NBC. And the people that were, were griping on social media about it. So I pushed back a little bit, and wow, did that just stir things up on people last night. I didn't realize how many people in St. Louis really valued their sleep at 9 o'clock at night or can't function without five or six hours of sleep. Uh, it, it was It was crazy, and... Um, I, I look at it, and, and again, this is all perspective. Like, I respect the fact that people have to get up early to go to work. I mean, if you've got kids at home like I do, you're up early anyway getting them ready for the bus. So it, it's not that lives are all that different whether you're working in the mornings, the afternoons, or nights. The, the reality of it is is we're still in a crazy COVID world. And if the Blues playing in the West or having a few extra start times because you're playing in the West as late is how we get a successful season in schedule-wise. In the grand scheme of things, I don't look at it as all that bad, and I don't see it's worth griping about. On the other end of it, if you look at the season, you're going to have during the weeknight maybe nine or ten games that are going to have that late start. Brandon, that's the same number of games with the late start, if not less, than you will depending on the regular season and a normal year in the NHL. Sometimes you're playing those West Coast teams out there twice a year. Sometimes it's once. Uh, it, to me, it's, it's a lot of wasted energy by, you know, by people to worry about it. It's not a slight by the National Hockey League. It's not a slight by NBC. We all know how TV schedules dictate schedules in sports. 
And I think the fact that the Blues were scheduled to play in another Winter Classic on January 1st that got postponed, the fact that NBC has made them part of their opening night triple header, the previous Winter Classic, a Stanley Cup final, the All-Star game, uh, the Blues are on the map with the, the national TV carriers and the, the National Hockey League in a great way. That's actually a tribute to the fans and, and what it's done. So I think a lot of people have their panties in a bunch right now, and uh, they, they need to un, untie them a little bit and just enjoy the fact that hockey's coming. And the best part is, Brandon, there were people last night at like 10.30 at night griping to me about a late start time. We'd have been done with the first intermission if a hockey game had been playing at that point. So I found it quite ironic. Until March, by the way, just kind of looking at the schedule and the way that things currently set up for the Blues, the only quote-unquote weeknight, school night, if you will, games that the Blues play on the, the true West Coast are January 30th at Anaheim and then February 15th in Arizona. So that'll be a Sunday and a Monday, but that's basically for the first two months of the season, the first 60 days. You've only got two nights outside of the opener where you're going to be playing at that time potentially. So might not be too, too bad, all things considered. Curves oh, well, and I can think of I, – I can – I'm sure you guys can – I could think of about 50 reasons, non-sports related, why I might stay up until midnight or doing something like that that – uh, might slow me down the next day, and I still can't wait for those things to happen. So, again, I think it's all positive, and as you said, we're about two weeks away from dropping the puck, and I, I think I think the vibe is going to be great. Can't wait to hear it. That's all coming up in 2021. Happy New Year to you and yours, Curves. Always appreciate the time. We'll talk with you soon. All right, Brandon. Thanks, Mark. Keep up the great work covering the Cardinals. I appreciate all the work you do, man. Thank you. Great talking to you, Chris. Take care. Happy New Year. That is Chris Kerber, voice of the Blues, here on 101 ESPN. Always appreciate his time. We'll cross things over with the Fast Lane coming up next.